Your hair looks nice. Oh, thanks, thanks. I'm just going to do um, an Instagram story. Okay, right, Very I've started, nice. I've, I've pressed record. Three, cool. two, one. Hello. We're back. Nice to be back as well. It's very exciting. Because it's been a while. It's been nearly two years since we, we last did this. Is it two years? Really? Yeah. I thought it was like tops 18 months. No, it was like, it was like the summer of that. 2018. I mean, we haven't aged a day. I think we can both agree. I think if anything, we look younger. I agree. I agree. Really? So anybody who might be new to this, so socially awkward um, as, a, as a concept. Sam, you tell them what it's all about. Basically, we started this out by getting annoyed about Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and just wanting somewhere to vent. But that quickly turned into just, we don't like a lot of stuff, really, do we? And it just turned into a big rant on a podcast, recorded, get it out, and get people either disagreeing or very much agreeing with what we've, we've got to say. Yeah. And I think the thing is with social media, we all, we're all on it. I think everybody kind of loves to hate it. I think there are certain things... Because you're so on your own when you are involved with it, when you're looking at it, and you've got... There's definitely people we've all got on Facebook that we wouldn't be friends with in person. There's definitely people we follow on Twitter that we don't agree with their views. It's nice to be able to have somewhere to come and just get all that anger out without everyone else seeing it, really. And people seem to really like it. We got a lot of interaction. People came forward and seemed to identify with a lot of the things that we were moaning about. People were like, yeah that annoys me too um so that was the idea of the podcast and we haven't done it for a while just for various reasons we had um we had to separate didn't we sort of amicably it was emotional it was we didn't really say goodbye either we didn't think of the kids really did we when we were when we were divorcing we just as a divorced couple we kind of both left the baby at the service station we did we did and we we're sorry for that guys we hope you survived and but we thought this would be a perfect time to to bring it back because all anyone's been doing for three months is sat at home on social media and for a lot of people that is their main and only interaction at the moment if anything i'd say we're late to the party i reckon that, that everyone else seemed to jump on these zoom meetings and quizzes my god the quizzes <sighs> but we because we spoke about it a while ago and we'd be like well we've got time now let's just get back into it but we, we were, I don't know, I think it was just a case of we were, I mean, you were quite protective of the quality that we had. I must admit, I get quite, that. uh, that's something that's also kind of started to grate on me is that everything like TV programs, radio shows, everything is such shit quality. <laughs> Everything's done on an iPhone and it, and it can be a bit like grating when you're listening to everything and there's like a delay on it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everyone can agree that they can put up with it for this because it's so good. We haven't got any other options, guys. This, no, this is, is the it. best we can do. I mean, unless we were going to break got a professional. Exactly. We've Amelia's got a professional microphone in front of her. <laughs> I've taken time away from my baby. This is as good as it gets. This is as good as it's going to get. So I think before we get into it, and we've got a lot to discuss, a lot of things that have been happening on social media, lots of rants, lots of moans, loads of people got in touch to tell us what, what's annoying them. Um, let's quickly do a catch up because Sam, I mean, you've had a pretty, pretty big two years since we saw you last. I've been pretty busy, Amelia, I won't lie to you. Um, 
things have happened, changes have been made. <laughs> uh, growing up You're has been dad. done by some people. You're an actor. Yeah. I was, so Bex, my wife, wasn't even pregnant when um, no. we finished, was she? Let, so yeah, I've got little Ruby. Uh, how old's Ruby now? She's six months and she's bloody, she's, I can hear her crying upstairs at the moment. Bex is with her, I haven't just abandoned her. <laughs> yeah, but, um, just like the podcast, yeah, he's left her. She's massive now. I mean, when I went into lockdown, she was half this age. Yeah. That's the weird thing. She's doubled She's in been her in lockdown life. for half her life, 50% of her life. Think of the COVID kids, man. Oh yeah, they've, they've really got it bad. But yeah, you, so you've become a father, which is a massive thing. And you've been doing more comedy? Not at the moment. Bottom's fallen out of that game, isn't it, really? Can't do anything. <laughs> All the gigs have just dried up. Can you go, can you go and do a pub gig for 10 quid in, the, uh, in, Gos, uh, in Gosport? No, I can't. Not allowed. Legally not allowed. <laughs> Legally so, not allowed. So this is about as close. I mean, there's been various online gigs and things like that. But yeah. I mean... I think a lot of these things, you just think... I mean, the idea was good. Like, oh, let's do this thing online. It'll be great. And for the first one or two, you're like, you kid yourself. Like, oh, yeah, it's almost like being at an actual gig, isn't it? Sat at home in my living room watching it on Zoom. And then, and then you're like, actually, this is not like being at an actual gig. It's, it's horrible. There's some elements of it that are obviously going to be more intimate because you've got, you feel like you're just there with them. Yeah. But um, actually, it's, it's just not... Did you see the Take That one? I saw bits of it. It was being advertised by the Meerkats, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like, Amelia's going to be all over that. And, um, and I figured, yeah, that would be your kind of thing. It was, was good. It, it was, like, was it any good? It was good. And I think that was good because it was all like the songs that everyone loves. I mean, and it's not, it's just, I mean, it's not the same, but... I mean, the last time I saw, I saw Gary Barlow in concert once. I was in the back row of the O2. It was, it was very far. Um, but, you know, in your living room, you're right at the front. You don't have to queue for the bar. I mean, there's some things, some things that are kind of better about watching it from home. But, I mean, I still miss the crowds. Yeah. And there's something about a sweaty, big man standing next to you while you're watching your favourite band that's enjoyable. I mean, I cannot disagree with that. Um, how have you been finding lockdown in general? Because we're like on week 12 now. I mean, I feel like at the start of it, everyone had this yeah, community I mean, spirit. Now everyone hates each other. Yeah, it's I'm an, I'm annoyed most of the time. I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, I think the thing that annoyed me the most was that so uh, I have a day job and yep. I got furloughed from the day job and that was I was I was like okay fine let's grab this with both horns you know I've been trying to write um, a new Edinburgh show for like the last year and I, that's one of the biggest things that's annoyed me is that. The whole time I've been working like my day job full time, I'm like, oh, all I want is one week, one week off just as a holiday. And I'll just write. That's all I'll do is I'll just write and I'll have all this stuff and it'd be amazing. But soon no furloughs hit and I woke up on the first morning and I was like, I'm just going to eat biscuits and yeah. just drink tea and then beer. I think this is a really big thing. Like so many people at the beginning were like, right, this is my chance. This is a career break I never thought I'd have. And I'm going to like really get into yoga and I'm going to start cooking more. I'm going to go organic. Like, And you have all these ideas of things you're going to do and literally what's basically happened is everyone's just drank and that's it the problem with it is that you've got this you've got this time at home which is great but i have done things i sorted my garden out great Lovely. spent time with ruby brilliant yeah. it's a diy around the house cracked it but that throughout that whole time there's this been this like impending doom hanging over the top of like Will we ever come out? Will yeah. there be a job to go back to? Is the world yeah. going to end? Mm -hmm. You know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, actually, that's quite depressing. I'm really, I can't really I find that creative. sort of like, I'd start every day feeling all right and quite hopeful. And then you get to about 3 p.m. when they release the death figures of the previous day. 
and that's at mm. the point where I'm like, oh God, you, for, you forget. And, and it's, I mean, it's sort of, it's ridiculous that it's becoming normal. But I remember about three or four weeks in being like, I can't believe we're living in a time where every day there is death figures released. Like, isn't it insane how quickly it escalated from us just living normal lives to living basically in the yeah. war? I'm back to work and I, yeah. I, um, I took up golf during my wife's uh, <laughs> pregnancy because I thought that was a good thing to do. So I've been back playing golf and actually that's been quite fun. I've you seen took, a few of my friends and stuff doing that. You took your wife's pregnancy and the fact that you were going to be the busiest you've ever been. You took the opportunity to take up a hobby. Well done. Well done. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know Basically, called? two words, mum, mother-in-law. And she came to stay for a while. And I thought, I need a good reason to get out of the house, just to let them have some time mm. together. Not that for any other reason. Just they, so they've nice got lady. some time to bond. I've got somewhere to go. Golf. She is. Oh, I love Kaz. She's got dreadlocks. I don't remember that about her. But also, I did actually do my bit for the, for the national effort because I was selected in the Department of Health oh, testing programme. So I got a letter through maybe about... Oh, three. wonderful. I know. I felt so important. I got a letter through three or four weeks ago from them saying, you've been selected if you'd like to do the test. And I was like, yes. And they sent it to me and I had to do the test and they had to have a courier come and pick it up from my house. It was all very official. Negative. Didn't have it. I mean... Wow. It was, How did they select you? I think it's just done at random using the electoral register. But I, I would like... Could you nominate me for Pride of Britain, please? Um. Oh yeah, yeah. You've um, you, you've definitely done your bit. Fair point. Oh, hello. Sorry, I've just accidentally. <laughs> oh my goodness, I've lost Zoom. Hold on. Where have you gone? I've lost you. I'm still here. I can see me, but I go. We're so. Te- it's so... Oh, if anyone was wondering why we haven't fucking done one of these, this is why. Honestly, how annoying is Zoom? Oh God, where are you? Hold on. Oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> Fucking hell. Hi, mum. Okay, so shall we? we, We're kind of this, um, for the sake of this little mini comeback revival of So Socially Awkward, which we we should say, we haven't said, we've renamed So Socially Distanced. um, And we've just brought back a couple of the best loved features. Very clever. It's so clever. It's it's the main reason, it's the main thing that finally convinced me to do it. I thought, actually, that name's really good. Um, We're going to bring back a couple of our much-loved features, starting with FFS. So I thought we'd start FFS. I put a... I put a call out on socials this week for people to get in touch with their FFSs, um, particularly relating to COVID and to, and to lockdown. So if anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast before, this is the bit of the podcast where I would do like a moan or a rant about something that really annoyed me on social media. Um, and there has been a lot annoying me <laughs> over the last few months. So I put a call out on social media for people to get in touch and tell me the things that are annoying them. I thought I'd start with my own. So I've got to say, there's lots of things that have been annoying me. I've got to say, in general, I am very wound up by people breaking rules throughout this whole thing. That is like been driving me insane to the point where I'm almost like at, at the windows of my house looking out, like looking for people that are breaking the rules. Do you know what I mean? And are you walking around with a little two meter stick, just <laughs> making sure everyone's exactly two meters away? Absolutely. Um, and I mean this is something that's been annoying me the whole of lockdown from the beginning it's still annoying me now people are just literally making up their own rules so for anyone listening we've recorded this well i think they're going to review lockdown restrictions next week but as it stands you're allowed to go out you know in public with six people at a social distance 
I feel like everyone's given up on this. I'm seeing everyone all over social media, just around their friends' houses, sat in their living rooms, saying things like, so good to be back with this one. You're not meant to be back with this one. Like even at the very beginning when you weren't meant to be leaving your house at all and people would be like social distance barbecue. Just because you put the word social distance in front of something that you're not meant to be doing doesn't make it okay. <laughs> I love that. That's very true. I've seen so many pictures of people in parks, like obviously like 50 centimetres away or, or kissing, even kissing yeah. I've seen supermarkets where do you stand on social distancing in supermarkets i wish someone would fucking do it <laughs> because you've got that half an hour queue or two hour queue I, I waited 45 minutes to get in my local tesco and i was queuing up and it was two meters apart and everyone i just go forward when you go forward that's yeah. fine you get in it's like a bloody a ball run like everyone's just running yeah. around it's like a supermarket sweep it's disgusting i don't like it <laughs> sorry do you want to lick my face when you're reaching forward for the bread hun so true and I, yeah i i think also like i said i'm in my life i'm just all about the rules i never break any rules i never break the speed limit i'm so like fastidious about rules but i do think if you're gonna break them don't put it on fucking social media that's the thing that has been winding me up the most i just think if you're gonna do it be subtle about it don't go sitting around your friend's house when you're not allowed to and then this is the this is also the defense people say i've called a few people out on it um only in like a try sort of doing a little jokey way like oh are you getting around that and they'd say oh just the rules are so vague aren't they and i'll be like no but don't think they are i think you know what the rules are but it suits you to not stick to them the rules that oh the rules that are written on a website that says same two meters apart yeah i don't know how to take that yeah really it's don't. really it's really vague and also like robin thick <laughs> i got it i got it also what was annoying me is um right dominic cummings we can all agree shouldn't have broken the rules how they've dealt with it is terrible but people who break the rules and then and go well dominic cummings can do it i'm gonna do it what what? Oh, so if Dominic Cummings can put lives at risk and you're annoyed about it, the best comeback is for you to do the same. We can all agree that he shouldn't have done it whilst also well, still being that. responsible. I did put my knob in a pig after I saw uh, <laughs> the other politician doing that. Yeah, but you didn't do that I because he did it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was my main, my main annoyance. But I... I put this out on social media this week and I said, what is annoying people? And I got so many answers. Um, so lots of people were saying, and this is something we used to speak about a lot on the podcast, which was just general social media smugness. People putting up maps of their runs, like, no thanks, hun, don't need to see that. Um, and lots of people were saying, you know, people's baking pictures, you know, banana bread or sourdough. Barking so sourdough, oh my God. <laughs> Have you made any? Why does everyone care so much about sourdough now? No, why would you? Why would you? <laughs> Sorry, carry my on. dad. My dad has taken up um, sourdough making during lockdown. I tell you what, he's very good at it. I'm enjoying the bread. Don't oh, need to see a picture of it. No, no, no. He's not posted about it. He's just made it, and we've eaten it, which is kind of the main idea. Another one that's come through, um, Amy message, I and mean, she had loads of things that were annoying her. She was saying when people post on Facebook, "Oh, does anyone know a really nice quiet place we can go for a walk?" And she was like. Why are you putting it on there? People put it on there and then, and then like 50 people comment being like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll all go there too. She was like, then it's not quiet anymore. She was also saying people posting that um, there's Tesco's delivery slots available. And she was like, within 10 seconds, they've all gone. Um, and she also said people posting their homeschooling posts, you know, like their, their schedule for the day, like proper smug parents. Yeah, completely agree. And I mean, we've always, from the beginning, mums on facebook is a big risk i've come around to it more because now my <laughs> wife is one but 
it's just smugness. The smugness is the issue, I think. Agreed, agreed, 100%. And also something that we, we touched upon earlier, just um, anything to do with Zoom. Everyone was saying how much, how annoying they find the Zoom grab pictures. Oh, yeah, I feel like first couple of weeks, it was intense, wasn't it? People who I don't even talk to or see on a, on a monthly basis are like, oh, we should Zoom tonight. Like, why? Do you remember House Party? Ugh, don't talk that to me about that That was a thing for like a couple of days and we did a big house party thing with me and my mate and I was like this is nice but I got Ruby on that was the first time most of them seen her and that was quite fun and then I haven't spoken to any of my friends on Zoom or house party since then but my family quiz once a week I don't know what the balance is there but it's, mm. it's a very it's a very different vibe I found house party very annoying um because firstly just because it just didn't never seem the wi-fi just never seemed to be strong enough for it in my house so it was just really stressful every time we did it you couldn't see everybody but like people were adding me a boy who I went to school with who I shit you not I did not speak to him once when we were at school left school what 16 years ago he thought he'd have me on house party no, hun. Especially because house party, as soon as you sign in, people can just talk to you. You, can't, you don't accept it. So you could literally just turn on the app. I'm like, I don't want to see people. I mean, I don't want to see my actual friends on it, let alone people who I barely know. Maybe you like you and me. You've got Maybe. to open yourself up to these guys. Maybe. I missed an opportunity there. He seemed like quite the catch back at school. So disappointing, to say the least. Um, but yeah, Zoom, lots of people were saying the Zoom picture thing. I've got to say, when everyone first started posting their Zoom screen grabs all over Facebook, I was like, oh, fuck off. Like... This is so tedious. This is like at Christmas when everyone posts their tree or whatever. And I was, re- I was like, oh, this is pathetic. And then I got about two weeks in and I realized that I literally had nothing to put on my Instagram. So going back just to a few more of the FFSs that people sent in, Kaz says, um, where is it? Where is it? Her message was really good. She said, oh, she was like, my friend's dog's brother's cousin's owner knows someone who is a policeman and he knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who said that etc etc and then she was like and then sharing this fake news on facebook there is a lot of fake news around isn't there like more than normal the thing that never fails to amaze me is how the people who you consider to be relatively intelligent and and they share things and you're like what how can you think that's real it's really it's definitely a certain type of person that just i think the, the problem is is that so someone in my family they obviously they they have a very small circle of friends on Facebook who are all into the same things that they're into. And therefore, that's the, if that's their main point of news, they're all getting the same thing shared around. You stay in a little loop. Whereas if you took the whole of Facebook, it would be all different news going on in different parts. But the problem yeah. is you don't see anyone else's uh, point of view. Yeah. And that's a bit, it's not good. You know, around the time of VE Day, when everyone decided to have like massive street parties, um, yeah, someone I know posted, this is so irresponsible of people going out and partying, you know, we're in the midst of a pandemic. And someone commented and said, the government told us to have street parties. And I commented and was like, did they? And she goes, yeah, look at this. And she posted a leaflet, like, you know, like a little flyer that said, have a VE day party, uh, you know, be in your front garden, hang with your neighbours. And I said, that's not from the government. Why do you think that's from the government? And she goes, oh, well, it just sounds like it is. And I was like... If that was something from the government, it would probably have something on there, some branding to say that it's from the government. And she went, oh, God, I didn't even think of that. And that's what we're dealing with. That's why democracy doesn't work. <laughs> because people out there that don't, shouldn't be allowed to do stuff. It's, I don't really think that. No, I don't really think that either. But, but genuinely, 
Okay, so um, yeah, so that was Kaz's comment about uh, fake news. And then Zoe said, she basically said she doesn't know where to start, but she said, people making the rules fit for them, particularly at the start with things like, I've been socially distancing with my neighbours and I only see X at the weekend. <laughs> she put, oh, have you? It's against the guidelines, but thanks for sharing. Uh, she also said people posting socially distanced pictures, pictures of shopping on doorsteps with a vulnerable relative in the window, <laughs> which I quite liked. Oh. And then she said the worst offenders are the socially distanced drinks. For example, wine in a park. Two metres away when you were passing out the drinks, were you, pal? <laughs> she was like, topped that drink back up with a, a super soaker, did you? Yeah. So, I mean, I think basically, in general, people are annoyed about... Pictures of you either breaking the rules or pictures of you pretending that you're not breaking the rules. Um, and then just general online smugness, which is something that, I mean, annoys us all the time, doesn't it? I think the thing that annoys me is that everyone should be doing it because it's, it's the right thing to do. That's what we need to do to get through it. Um, so when you're going to lengths of like, we didn't leave the house for um, a good two weeks before I even went and did a shop. Yeah. And that was when we needed stuff for Ruby, like desperately. Um, so when you just see people out of a park drinking, it's like, well, why the, what's the point of me bothering? And the other thing is, it's never been easier in human history to, to quarantine. Like, it's not so bad doing a Zoom meeting or just having a call over the phone. Or you've got like Netflix and hours of stuff on Amazon Prime and all that sort of thing. Not that hard just to stay in your house and get drunk. Like you it's can so get stuff true. delivered to your door. I think our, our, like we live in a society where everyone is just spoiled. They just get what they want all the time. I went like six weeks without stepping in any shop. And my friends were saying like, oh, I go to the shop most days to pick up things. It's like, why? You know, I need to get fresh fruit. It's like, you don't need to get anything. Like, and no, no one in particular, but when you hear of, I think it's more elderly people, that still were making their trips every day to the like the corner shop to get their paper. It's like it's not that important. Please just stay inside. You're the one at risk. Just, just but they're just so try. stuck in their routine. Oh, bless them. the thing is, I've almost I almost forgive the old the older generations because I feel like maybe not to sound patronising, but maybe they don't quite understand. But also, they've all been through like a lot of them been through a war, and they're like, "What is all this fuss for just this?" And I get that. I respect that. It's people our age who understand it, and they just think they're above the rules. They just think if I can get away with it, it doesn't count. But yeah, just because just that... you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. Exactly. We can hate everyone together, can't we? Definitely. Um, so that That's was... This is for. It really is. And, you know, this is a one-off episode, but please, we've got the Facebook page still, So Socially Awkward. If you need a place to vent, like, that's a really good place. It's, it's, it's exactly what it's there for. Um, so that was FFS. Okay, now it is time for the comeback of, I think it's probably everyone's favourite feature, Sam. I mean, I wouldn't like to say such things, <laughs> but if you want to say it, that's fine by me. So tell everyone what's Unbelievable's about. So I've got five stories here, Amelia. Okay. One to five numbers, please. And uh, for each one, I've got a story that's happened during the coronavirus. Some of them right at the beginning, some of them right at the end, some going on throughout. And uh, I want you to tell me which ones I've made up and which ones are real. Amazing. Okay, I'm going to start with number two. Number two. Okay, lovely. This one is entitled Hoofed Out. With so many people indoors, a herd of goats is using empty streets of a seaside town as a playground. The Kashmiri goat usually ventured to the Great Orm in landed no Conway uh, during bad weather. But during the coronavirus, restric uh, during coronavirus restrictions, the goats have come down off of the mountain to eat people's flowers and hedges. Do you think that's true or do you think that's false? 
I'm going to say because there's been there's been a lot of wildlife around where I live, um, and I'm going to oh, say it's been wild. <laughs> the birds are so bloody loud; it's annoying. Um, I'm going to say true. <laughs> that is true. That is Woo! true. Um, I could go into it a bit more, but to be honest with you, that's pretty much it. it. Basically, in Conway, the goats have taken over, and just I think they did do that. Like I said, normally in bad weather, that was the only reason they'd come down. But because there's no one out there scaring them off they're just getting on with it and uh, apparently in everyone's flowers no i think it's nice i think it's nice that you know the the wildlife can reclaim the world for a bit exactly oh it is nice to see the pictures of like venice and like the the water's clearing up and yeah. the, did you see that thing about the turtles going um they uh, they can only normally go at night when they have their babies they have to walk across the sand to get in the sea and they can only do it at night because there's people on the beach and they were doing it during the day and oh i love babies. that oh, that is God. so nice we human beings human beings are just the worst and i think this has just confirmed the whole thing we're the real we're the real pests aren't we we really are we really are okay so next that, one i'm gonna go for number three number three okay number three call it my computer is mashing okay um lizzie on campo was trying to hold a virtual meeting with her colleagues when she accidentally turned on a filter that turned her into a potato <laughs> rachel clegg who is part of the uh, part of on campo's team told insider that everyone burst into laughter for 10 minutes while they saw on campo as a potato delivering the messages of the meeting <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, I really, I think just because I want this to be true, um, I haven't been able to get any of these Zoom filters to work. It never, it never quite works. You know, when you move in it and it just moves a bit weird. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just because I want this to be true, I'm going to say true. It was true. I can't believe you haven't seen the photos. It's amazing. It's a woman dressed as a potato talking about really important things. Um, but yeah, the whole time. Did she I not realise? No, she did, but she just couldn't. She did it by accident and then couldn't <laughs> change it back. But I've seen a few of them. There was, a, I think there was even right at the beginning, there was a vicar doing his sermon um, and he did the same thing. I don't know if he was a potato or something else. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, it's amazing. But yeah, that was true. Lizette on Campo. Uh, we'll put the photo as well up on the group because it is yeah. so good. It's, it's exactly what you think it is. It's a potato with big eyes and a mouth. And I just imagine my boss telling me what our targets are for that month. I'm like, yeah, mate, you're going to get, you're going to get messed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. The next one, two out of two, which is better than my track record. You're doing I'm well, go, I mean, um, I remember the one week you got absolutely none right. I know. At all. That was I fun. know. I remember. Um, I'm going to go for number five. Number five. It's clucking insulting as KFC cartwheels away. A traveller says that he was left humiliated after KFC refused to serve him at a drive-through while he was riding a horse and cart. Ian Bell, 55, made it as far as the kiosk window last week only for a manager to come out and say that he would have to leave for the health and safety of other customers um i'm gonna say true it is true well <gasps> done doing so well yes. but that yeah so basically obviously as soon as all the um drive-thrus and stuff open there's been these ridiculous queues i had to queue for an hour for mcdonald's the other day it's ridiculous all Sam, the other people were the two times yeah. that you've you've messaged me both <laughs> times you've been in the queue for mcdonald's I was waiting for Beck. She was in Home Bargain. I was listening back to some of the old podcasts the other day and I was reminded about the fact that you're meant to be vegan. Oh, I'm not. Am I? Oh, was I? No, that was about a week. I think I didn't even last a week. Beck oh, okay. was vegan. Um, but 
it's, it's so shit. I feel so depressed because as soon as it opened again, I was a little bit excited. And I didn't go in on the first day. And then I've been back like twice. And they're not even, it's not even good. Like my, the milkshake's my favourite bit. They're not even doing milkshakes. It's yeah. just it's like a reduced menu. But oh, it was quite nice to have a Big Mac the other day. I actually went on Sunday and I was so excited. And the queue was ridiculous. But we, um, I've like been a couple of times, the queue's been too long. But this time the queue was sort of long, but manageable. So got in the queue. And then um, this car out of nowhere came and tried to push push in the queue and the you know oh it's like however many cars and it went around the outside there's kind of like a little lane that leads down to this oh, mcdonald's God. and there was and there was a member of staff standing at the top of the lane and um this car went to overtake so he wound down the window and we were like excuse me do not serve that car that car has just pushed in front of everyone <laughs> and like really shouted and the guy was like oh um he's an uber eats driver don't worry <laughs> like, oh. he's fine then that's fine you should have a sign that's i mean you've got to be asking for trouble that's exactly what I said to the chap. I was like, good for him. That's fine. But he should have a sign. And he was like, no, that's a really good idea. I'll feed it back to my manager. Um, <laughs> so, but there uh, you go. That's clearly the way to do it. If you don't want to have to queue up for ages, just order it, order it for your rates. If they're getting special you don't get it. You don't get it where I live, Sam. I live in the suburbs. Yeah. That, no, you're not even in the suburbs. You're out on the sticks, aren't you? No. I don't want people to think I'm a country girl. It's the suburbs, Sam. Little country mouse, isn't you? Fuck off. <laughs> okay. Going down to the big city to record a big radio. Big radio. We're going down to the big London town to record a radio. Don't patronise me, Kent boy. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, so that's three out of three. Three out of three, mate. You're smashing it. Number one and number... I think it was number four. Yeah, okay. Left. I'm going to go for number one. Number one. <laughs> okay. Corona Pandemix. Corona <laughs> Pandemix. <laughs> corona pandemics corona pandemics <laughs> i get it i get it pr companies across the globe have been working hard to create lemon um lemonade from these lemony times and it seems to be two drink companies that have teamed up and and taken the lead panda pops and corona beer have joined forces in initiative to donate a proportion of sales during lockdown as well as as well as setting up the catchy just giving page corona pandemics Oh, absolutely not. This has got you written all over it. I'm going to say false. <laughs> but how good? <laughs> Can you see where I started there? I was like, what could I do for the corona pandemic? For anybody who might be new to this, to the podcast, hasn't listened before. So when we used to play this game, Sam used to be like, I start with, I start with the uh, pun and I work backwards. Start with the pun. Yeah. And I always I used mean, to say, that's basically how I think the journalists at these red tops work. But you do not think, so, okay, corona, corona pandemics, what would you give that a yes or a no for a good pun? Well, I'd say yes, if, it, if the story was true. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Very good. Um, you've got, okay. you've, you've got so one left for a queen's fleet. Oh, I feel like I need to get, a, I feel like I need to do this to sort of like reclaim or just sort of, you know, help my reputation. Um, I'm going to say, oh, I'm, I was about to say I'm going to say number four, but that's what's left. <laughs> yeah, number four. Go with number four. That's a good one. I'm okay. going to go number four. Um, coming down with Corona, mum provides sexual healing. A mother of two believes that drinking smoothies with a shot of sperm that helped boost her immune system and is helping prevent coronavirus. Oh, yikes. Um, I mean, I can fully imagine someone doing this. I'm gonna, I mean, they haven't mentioned it on the daily briefing as, you know, I haven't heard Chris Whitty suggest this as a form of, um, <laughs> as a form of immune booster, but I'm going to say true. It is true. And I mean, if two things have gone up in this, in this lockdown, Number one is the amount of people getting coronavirus. Yeah. The other one is the amount of people that are, you Drinking know, sperm. 
No, I was going to say relieving themselves, but yeah, apparently <laughs> as well. I mean, put, your turn put it together, to good use. Good yeah. Yourself. So basically, it is. I mean, that's the story. It's a mum of two. Doesn't say where she's getting the semen from. I was going to say, has she got? A, has she got a, a fella? I don't know if it's being donated. I don't know if she's ordering it off the internet. I'm sure there are people who would do that. I, I bet there um, are. But uh, but yeah, she's uh, she's drinking the smoothie. With a, a shot, the whole thing isn't. Uh, I mean, that would be ridiculous. That would take weeks to build. It would take. A, it would take a while. Um, but yeah, and she said it's directly the amount of um, semen she gets is directly related to how hydrated her husband is. So Sorry, but she can't. How can she say that? I mean, she may not have had coronavirus up till now, but she could get it, and then her whole her whole life. Yeah, I, I wanted to make that theory. point actually. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I haven't had coronavirus, and I'll, I haven't been drinking a shot of. I'm every day. <laughs> So I don't know if they're related. I mean, could be. Do you know what? I might, you know, in the daily brief, uh, press briefings, you can put a question to <laughs> to the government. I might ask this tomorrow. I mean, you have some of the best medical minds in the world on that thing. So, yeah, definitely. I mean... Who else am I going to ask? It would, it would definitely cheer, it would cheer him up, I reckon. Who's the doctor? Dr. Hillary's been absolutely smashing it in this. Have you seen any of his? They are doing so well out of this, those doctors. I follow lots of them on Instagram, lots of the, you know, like Dr. Range and Dr. Zoe, um, and they are yeah. doing Dr. Alex. I mean... I'm sorry, Amelia, are you saying that there's, there's bright sides of coronavirus? Absolutely not. I haven't seen any of the doctor from um, Embarrassing Bodies at all. Where's he been? Oh, Dr. Christian. That's it. He had to, something, he, there was something scandalous that happened with him. No. What it is, he was, he sexted someone or there was some sort of scandal that surrounded him. Um, hold on one uh, sec, let me just, let me, I'm just going to, while you're here, what happened to Dr. Okay. Christian? I'll fill the gaps. So if you can't, if you don't remember, Dr. Christian, very blonde, good jawline, quite tall. Okay, hold on. Um, so I'm just going to read the first couple of paragraphs from this news story. Dr. Christian Jessen says he was just simply time-wasting when he allegedly invited a man to join him and his partner to indulge in a drug-fueled romp at his flat in South London. Good on him. Talking exclusively to Mail Online, the openly gay, embarrassingly, uh, embarrassing body star said, I feel a bit silly, really, but me and my partner were just messing around and we started messaging this guy. To be fair, what he does in his own time. Did they keep two metres apart while they were doing it? This, this, oh, this was back in 2015. So that was um, unbelievable. And I got five out of five. Well done, Amelia. If, any, is... if there was a reason to bring this podcast back, that was it. It was. It so, so was. Um, is that it? Are we done? We're done. Um, so thank you so much for listening um, and for bearing with us and... with our, the sound. I know the sound isn't up to our normal quality, but we're living through a global pandemic. Do us a favour. Can I just say, guys, thank you. The reason we, well, the reason I wanted to do this is because the amount of people that stay engaged with the socially awkward Facebook page is amazing. Like, there's so many, I mean, we haven't done anything on there for what I haven't for a long time. Thank you so much for staying interested. It really is a nice little boost when you see another really like is. on the uh, page. We appreciate Lovely. it. And, and who knows, if this does well, maybe, may, I mean, I don't want to do like a Corden and Jones, but may, maybe, who knows, maybe there'll be a Christmas special. If you are after some uh, content, though, guys, I do have a new um, podcast, which oh, is here called we go. My Gaps Podcast. It's about films. It's about films I haven't seen. Get a different guest on every week to talk about uh, a film that I haven't seen. It's very good. Uh, Independence Day, The Warriors, A Ghost, just to name a few. So uh, that's the Film My Gaps Podcast with Sam White. Sorry, it's from. Highly the- recommend, and I think there's a link to it on the So Socially Awkward page as well. Um, um, so thank you so much. We hope you're all staying safe. We hope you're all staying annoyed. Um, 
get in touch over on Facebook. Um, and hopefully we'll see you all soon. Lots of love, guys.